Hello, everybody, and welcome to Glowing Weak Point. I'm your host, Wombat. That's all. John. I'm I'm the co-host, John Davis. Man, I've never heard a more fake uh, uh, stretch and yawn. (laughs) Oh, well, that's because I actually, I had a legitimate yawn, and then I was going to start with it. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to legitimately start with me coming out of a yawn. But, then but I stole you, the intro from you. Then you stole the intro, so I was I was holding it for that long. <laughs> it's a real yawn. It's just the result of being stretched out over a minute. I don't know. You took a while. And also you leaning into it real hard. I have always leaned into my yawns. <laughs> if if someone if someone gives you a a clip of me yawning and it's not loud as fuck um then it's it's not me don't give in to their demands it's an imposter hey wombat what's your glowing weak point jesus uh you know i was supposed (laughs) to uh, i was thinking about it last night on the on the drive home from work and i never Uh came to an answer um Ooh. yeah because uh, last week I said I was going to go see The Green Knight. That didn't happen. I didn't do that. Yeah, you've uh, said that multiple weeks in a row now. Yeah, like two weeks at least. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really just a just an issue of, like, I have bills to pay and shit, shit to do, so... I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I have um, some... I have some legal fees that, that are approaching regarding my business uh not not anything like bad it's just you know cost of running a business yeah and i keep putting it off because i'm like "Mm, maybe it'll be easier to afford the hit next week (laughs) right uh like that that was an issue when we uh started the podcast up and i I, like put off buying a a website domain for a while yeah Um, yeah, and, and now we have the website domain, and we do nothing with it. So, <laughs> but yeah, but as, as long as as long as you have it, it's it's safe, and, and it's yeah. pretty cheap long term to just hold. It's just that that initial jump in. Yeah, like like I think Square Squarespace is like twenty dollars a a year. Yeah. To, to just hold on to the domain. So that's that's okay. Yep. Uh, but as far as a glowing weak point, you know, I'm just I'm just going to say we'll talk about that once we get to the games cuz mine is game related. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um what I've been about talking you, about this. I've been talking about this for months now, and I feel like this in specific weeks now. Uh, finished my game again. <laughs> oh, it's finished again? It's finished again. Um, I went back through and did a an art pass on things and, and made them a whole lot prettier. Um, there were, there were a lot of cards that 
I was intending to just have another artist come through and and do them because and I still do. There's there's a lot of cards that I intend to have a real artist who is not me uh, come through and uh, actually make some pretty stuff for it. But um, I went ahead and just uh, thematically designed all the cards, made them similar, recolored some things, and. Uh, made a bunch of art myself that I had been dreading doing for a long time. Um, but I actually bit the bullet and did it. I, I did a stream the other day where I did some art of, of, for the game. And, and yeah, it's, it's now, I could probably sell the game as is, but it'll sell a whole lot easier with some pretty art on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like, see, you were talking about, like, the art wasn't done before, so now it's, like, the art is just knocked out? Yeah. As, aside from, like, you know, actual, like, pretty vistas and stuff that I can't draw. Um, yeah. You gotta hire somebody else to do that? Yeah. I, I, I need an illustrator, but that's, that ain't me. Um, but I'm, I'm Good at job, a point though. where I, uh, I am looking for, uh, play testers. We're going to do a few rounds of play testing. Um, and I'm actually looking for play testers right now and I'm doing it currently actually through extra life um i was going to talk about this towards the end but uh then i've set up, a it up yourself i and then i did yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> i i'm i'm doing an i'm doing extra life i i've done extra life for the past five six years i feel like it's it's six years this is my sixth year um doing extra life and i I usually hit my goal, which makes me happy. Uh, not that it really does anything for me, but I think that it's a, a good uh, charity. But I'll probably talk about that later this year when we do our, our major drive for that. But right now, I'm doing a $25 incentive where you donate $25 to Extra Life, and none of that goes to me at all. It all goes to the, the hospitals and kids who need it. Uh, and you get a chance to, uh, or not a chance, you, you get a spot playtesting the game. Oh. So that's going to run for a couple of weeks. I think it ends on the 17th or 18th. Can't remember which one. Um, but if you donate $25 before then, uh, then you can play test the game. And there's a, there's a couple different days you can you can play test. So, yeah, uh, you can go to extra-life.org/participants/john. J O N. J O N. All right. Yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna play test John's uh, card game, that's the way to do it. Yep. And you can help sick kids at the same time. Right. Win-win. It's a win-win. All right. Uh, tell me about your games. What games have you played? 
Okay, uh, let's knock out... Because I have more games than you do on this list. So let's knock out the two that I've put the least amount of time into this week. Um, okay. Well, Prodigal is like a... Um, it's like a Game Boy kind of game. You can get on Steam. Um, it's... Okay. It, it's very, like, Zelda-ish. Like, you, you play as the uh, this character named Orin who comes... Um, home, like to to his island home. I think it's an island, anyway. Um, and like nobody, some people are really excited to see you, and others are like, "Why the fuck is he back?" Because he's coming back after his <laughs> parents have died. Um, and the last time when he left, he stole money from them and ran away. Ah, uh. yeah. So some people are still really bitter about that. Um, as you but, as you would be, yeah. But you come home at the uh, the like after you get a letter from your grandpa talking about like how your parents have died, um, and, and like hey, come and see us, maybe be nice. So you do that, and you you stay with your grandpa, and you you help out um, his apprentice, who is this sexy Spaniard named Bolivar. Um, Ooh. Yeah, uh, the, the the game is very heavy on the um the, the pretty women, but there there's a couple of uh, sexy dudes in there too. Um, okay, yeah, and, and like Bolivar set, uh, sends you on these missions to like go like uh, I'm trying to work with some metal that I've never worked with before. So if you go to this dungeon and that dungeon and this other place, then you can get me the metals that I need. Oh, and now I need to treat the metal, so if you go here, you can get me, like, this uh, cursed fucking tonic that I need. And if you go to this <laughs> other place, then you can get the broken hilt of a sword, which is what I'm about to do in the game. Um, yeah. It, it's becoming kind of suspicious what Bolivar is up to, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's it's fun. You get your, like, exploration items pretty quickly. Like, the first thing he has you do is go to, like, a little dungeon and you get your, your pickaxe, which is your main weapon. And it also lets you, like, break small rocks. Um, okay. And, and then you get... After that, you get the, um, like, the dread claw. The dread claw resets your place in a room. So, like... You can work on a puzzle, and then, like, some puzzles require you to block off the way back to where you need, like, the way out of the room. And so, like, okay. once you're done with the puzzle, you can use the Dread Claw to go to the start of the room and leave. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you can get a, a Lariat, which is basically your hook shot. There's, like, like little pole things that you can throw your lariat at and it drags you over to them um and then eventually you get like rock gloves i can't remember exactly what they're called but they let you push boulders around and, and um break some of them like you you can tell easily which ones are which okay uh and at that point like you have as far as i can tell um most of your exploration items uh and, and, like, at that point, you can kind of explore freely, which is what I'm doing. Like, I'm going back through old dungeons and uh, finding, like, the little areas I couldn't do before and 
getting them out of the way and increasing my my life count because the game starts yeah. you off with four and then you gather like fragments of heart pieces as uh, as you do yeah <laughs> that's pretty standard so I, i've gotten my life up to six at this point okay yeah um the game is fairly like i'm pretty sure that the developers are like christian because like there's strong overtones of the prodigal son in it um and, and yeah the game's literally called prodigal yeah yeah and uh like as far as i can tell there's also no gay options which is sad but there's a lot of yeah, why you gotta you have sexy do. yeah why you gotta have sexy men in there and not the ability to date them that's yeah as far as i can tell you cannot date bolivar which is sadness i would date <laughs> bolivar all right yeah but it's a it's a pretty fun game um the other game that I've been playing um, is called Soul Nomad and the World Eaters. Um, okay. So this came out in the... That's uh, a name. Very recently, it, Nice released like on Switch their Nice Classics um, Volume 1. And Volume 1 is uh, two PS2 games, um, strategy RPG games. Uh, Soul Nomad and the World Eaters is one, and then Phantom Brave the Bermuda Triangle is the other. Um, and I've been oh, dipping this, my toe. This What's looks that? like, yeah, it's a tactical RPG. Oh, yeah. gross. Yeah, um, it, it's a little bit, it's a little interesting, because you and I, we play a lot of um, Fire Emblem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of works differently. In that, at least as far as I've gotten into the game, you really only need, like, one unit. Um, okay. Yeah, your main character has a unit, and you can put, um, like, between three and four other characters into that unit with him, and then they all attack, like, as a group. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and you move them around the field. And, and, like, you get that one for free, and then anything, any other units you want out on the field, you have to summon. And, and like, you have to pay money in order to summon them up. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So, you can get through most of the game just doing, just using, like, your main unit. Okay. At, at least as far as I've gotten. Maybe it gets harder later on. There are already hard sections of the game. Uh, but the main story is not very hard at the moment. Okay. Uh, the, the, the concept of the game is that you play as, as like, uh, an orphan who's like finally come of age and they're, they're being granted le like the title of town guardian over their like last bastion of humanity. They're told it's not the last bastion of humanity. Um, yeah, it usually isn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, your your friend, Danette, she gets her her choice of weapon when she gets granted, like, town guardianship. But you are given only one choice, a black sword. Um, and when you take the sword, your body becomes inhabited by, by a, um, a deity, essentially, named Gig. Um, 
And Gig is the creator of the titular World Eaters, who are, like, the main bad guys. Um, gotcha. And Gig himself is not a good guy, <laughs> obviously. So, so the game kind of becomes this, like, push and pull of, like, Gig trying to influence you into to bad actions while you and your friends want to, like, save humanity and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the, the main story is fairly simple so far, but you can also do things like um, your your squad is like the they exist in a space called a room and these rooms have different effects and you can go in and you can level up these rooms by fighting a whole bunch of enemies. Um, I have not managed to do this yet because it is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, like it's a it's a severe jump in difficulty that i'm thinking they want you to uh tackle a, a little bit later on in the game probably once you've leveled up a bit more okay because i've been finding that uh at, at this point training up new units is kind of difficult a and in order to summon more units you have to pay money and p money is like like, there's only so much of it. Hmm. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll learn more as I go on. Right now, that's about okay. all I got. What about you? What cool. have you played? Alright, uh, I played not a whole lot this week, because I was busy with work. Uh, oh, no. Pretty much, pretty much constantly. Um, not work. Yeah. Uh... But I I played a little bit of Destiny. Um, story didn't really evolve a whole lot, but we got access to uh, another really cool area to, to explore and fiddle around with, and that was fun. Um, right now it's Iron Banner Week, which means uh, I should be playing Crucible and PvP and stuff, but I really, but really don't like the way that Iron Banner has changed, and that matchmaking has changed, and it's miserable to play. So <laughs> you're just not doing it. You're like, I can. Skip I'm just. This. Yeah. <laughs> Additionally, there's a. Uh, I keep missing it because it's always on days where I'm extraordinarily busy. Um, but every season they release a new exotic for each class, exotic piece of armor. And, um, and those do really cool things, change the way you, you play, etc. Uh, and the way they've done it the last maybe two years, it's at least one year that they've done this now, um, is the only way to get those is by doing a legendary lost sector or a master level lost sector solo. So lost sectors exist. They're these little pockets of the the world that are they're instanced, and they they're like a mini strike. They they've got enemies in there. You got to get to the end. You kill a boss. It opens a chest. You can get the stuff inside. There's not really a whole lot of good stuff in there. It's just uh like a, a small instanced area you can go in and, and grind for things. Um, but then 
then they made legendary and master versions, which add champions and and load you into a completely separate section, whatever. Uh, and they're harder. Um, but if you beat it solo, then you have a chance to get the armor piece. And each day, there are two different lost sectors, one legend, one master, that offer a specific um body part of of armor so it's like this one will give you gloves this week so you know or today so if you go in you can you can have a chance at getting exotic gloves but uh-oh I uh, like but <laughs> i i keep missing the day what i need is gloves and the, the the new armor piece is is gloves and i keep it's been like 15 days so far and i've missed it two out of the three and one of those days that i got it um uh that i was there for it i was just too under level because it was it was like the second day of the season so i wasn't really at the correct light level and I wanted to do other things anyways, so I just ground it for a little bit, and then the it changed the day changed and it switched to a different one and it was harder and so I just stopped. But the the really frustrating thing is that it's a chance at getting it. Not so you, you do this correct, not a guarantee. And I'm fine with with a you know a lower chance at getting something if I get anything at all. And I finish these, and sometimes I don't even get Glimmer, which is, like, the nothing currency that drops from everything. And it'll be like, <laughs> cool, you finished it! Don't you Here's really appreciate the, the, the feeling of, of pride and satisfaction you got? At having finished this thing that you finished 12 times in a row? Hmm. Hope you enjoy your jack shit. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't need anything. Like, the only thing I need is the new exotic. I need one of it so that then it can drop in the world. You know, as as soon as long as it's in your loot pool, it can drop. Okay. Uh, but you have to get it the first time in order for it to drop. Uh, so, like, some of the other things, it'll, it'll occasionally drop an enhancement core. I have more than a stack of enhancement cores, which is an extraordinarily large number. Um, and the number just keeps going up. Like, I don't, I don't run out of those. That's just gonna keep increasing. In another three years, I'll have two stacks of them, and I'll boast about it and cry inside. Um... <laughs> I don't need weapons or, or armor to drop because I have nearly four stacks of gunsmith materials. <laughs> I don't need planetary materials because I have at least a stack of every planetary material. Um, I don't need glimmer because I can buy it with my stacks of planetary materials. And I don't need legendary shards because, again... I have 20,000 plus. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, just give me the thing. 
Yeah, but but even still, like, I want something for what I've done. Right. I don't need anything. But like, I want give literally me anything. anything. I I <laughs> give me proof that I finished this. Like, <laughs> I don't want to end this and be like, did I succeed or not? Because I don't know. I don't have anything to show for it. Uh, it's 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 frustrating. Uh, but yeah, I I played a little bit and then I had to go back to work. And then the other game I played this week was Honkai Impact Third, which I uh, loaded into six times this week, and I think I played one mission. Damn. <laughs> Even less than last week. Yep. So you're still yep. not out of the tutorials. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even unlocked. I'm. I'm pretty sure there. There's like a, a, like a a room system where you can like decorate rooms with your characters in it or whatever. I don't know. It's a bunch of <laughs> bunch bunch of bullshit. Haven't even unlocked that. I've barely unlocked the ability to like buy and upgrade uh, items. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Rough. That that's uh-huh. All I can say to that is rough. <laughs> yeah. I need a better phone. <laughs> <laughs> I also need more time. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully things calm down a bit since, like, the art is done. Like, you're gonna have people playtesting and shit. You'll just be responding yeah. to playtesters for a little bit, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. All right, tell me about your last game, which we've already talked about, but you have some big news for this week. Oh, do I? I have big news? Didn't um, you beat it? I did beat it. I, I <laughs> um, so, Death's Door, um, this might be my favorite game of the year. Like really, like, both that uh, that I've played that has come out this year, and just that I have played this year. Um, just, okay. it's it's literally like the first game I've played in so long that I started up and I felt like I wanted to like do everything in it. Wow! And I haven't felt that way about a game in so so long. Like. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's amazing. Um, so I'll probably get into a little bit of spoilers here, just because like like it's kind of it, it's kind of a short game, so it's difficult to talk about anything without telling some of the twists of the story. Um, yeah. So it's it's like a it's like a Dark Souls mixed with a Zelda kind of game where it's like very punishing combat. Um, but you, like your soul's equivalent, you don't lose when you die. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a little forgiving in that way, but like the final boss, I spent an hour fighting the final boss, um, <laughs> not getting to the final boss because once you reach like his last stage, it, um, respawns you right outside the last stage every time. Nice. Okay. And, and the last stage, I fought for an hour. Um, it was ridiculous. <laughs> he uses he uses attacks from all of the other bosses, like um, 
the the urn witch who throws pots at you like he does that he throws like pots of fire at you um okay the the big yeti monster who like rolls up and attacks you if you're too far away from her um he does that and it looks silly uh <laughs> the the optional bosses that i didn't even know existed at that point um, they have, like, a, a time-slowing thing that you have to, like, mash buttons to get out of. Um, and he does that Ugh. to you, which killed me the first few times figuring out what to do. Because I had managed to not experience it by that point. Um, <laughs> and then, what? what's the other one? Oh, the, the Frog King's, like jumping around and slamming down on you attack he does that except he has a little bonus thing where he shoots out like three different um like like moving pillars of, of magic um mm -hmm. so you have to dodge both his slam down and then also make sure you're not getting hit by the uh the pillars um and so for an hour i was i was just dying with like two hits left to go on him but like when I finally killed Gosh. him, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was so close, like every time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so frustrating, yeah. but also really, yeah. really fun. Like, uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. At no point did I was I like this is unfair. Like I, every time I died against him, it was like I know what I did wrong. I just have to get better at playing the game. Mm -hmm. You just got to do it a little bit better. And that's that's a, a sign of good design when you you die and you're like, well, that, that's on me. Yeah, like <laughs> like it was a long time fighting him because it's not like it's not like each um, little thing was uh, like five minutes or something like you go in and you fight him for a minute and you die and you're like, well, I know what I did wrong there. I just have to get better at dodging this thing. And you go uh -huh. in and you fight like 10 more times until you get better at dodging that thing. And then you reach the next stage and you're like, well, now I have to get better at dodging this thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But uh, a after that, um, the, the boss drops like a, a key that unlocks the access to a bell tower that changes the world's... Um, day from from like daytime to nighttime and once you're okay. in nighttime you can do a whole bunch of like different things that reward you with ancient tablets of knowledge and once you get all of the ancient tablets of knowledge then you can go to uh the camp of the free crows which is like like a, a group of crows that have been listening to some unnamed deity telling them about the chosen crow that will like come and like free them from the immortality they've been forced into are you the chosen crow i uh, yeah the okay yeah by the time <laughs> by, by the time you uh you're you're into the 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 post game it's very obvious that you are the chosen crow um you are the chosen crow <clears throat> so uh uh, also, they, uh, they're the ones that set us down the path in the first place, because this unnamed deity was like, hey, w once the Chosen Crow appears, like you need to give him 
a, a task to to fight a giant soul and like then i can set things in motion which is what it did yeah yeah so we've been the chosen crow from the beginning okay but but once you get the uh all the ancient tablets of knowledge um you unlock an area that's like i guess it's supposed to be from another game so so the the developer of death's door has also developed a game called titan souls okay um, yeah which i've never heard of but the i've tru- played it before oh okay so then maybe you'll understand what was happening because what happens there is that like you end up at this place called like the the first door and you find the truth and, mm. and the truth kind of explains what it was like it was the unnamed deity that was influencing the crows um and then it merges with the crow <clears throat> like the truth and the crow merge into one and then the crow flies off past the place where death's door used to be and that's the okay. end of the game. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you've played Titan Souls before. Like, what? What's? What is the truth? I have no fucking idea. Oh. <laughs> okay. I said I played it. I didn't say I beat it. All right. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah like uh honestly like i will play this game again i will probably play this game multiple times it's so good um i would recommend it to literally anybody yeah uh, and that's knowing i didn't know it it was by the same developer as titan souls which has really really clean precise gameplay and it's 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 it, they're really good at making games that are precise and and punishing but it's it's not like because it's a bad game or because it's unfair it's just cuz you haven't gotten good at it yet yeah like i said it's very it's very dark soulsish except yeah. um it's even more welcoming to new players than a dark souls game because because of the fact that it doesn't steal all your like souls equivalent stuff from you when you die yeah so yeah i would recommend it to literally anybody if you play games play (laughs) that game all right game of the year from ronaldo wombat wombatson maybe there's still uh what three four months left in the year basically four yeah yeah so maybe something else will come along we'll see Game facts. Game facts. This week we are talking about Donkey Kong 64. This is John's favorite game, by the way. If you haven't seen any of his streams, um, let's stick to the facts. His his Donkey Kong 64 (laughs) streams are always uh, so exuberant and joyful. You've you've only been to one of them, right? And and it was that. Stick to the facts. Okay. 
<laughs> Donkey Kong 64 is an adventure platformer developed by Rare as a second party developer for the Nintendo 64. And Rare's like one of the uh, the best second party developers for the N64. Yeah, of of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really for I mean, a lot even, of things. Yeah, not not even for the 64 like the SNES they were extraordinary with yeah. as well. And uh they didn't do too bad with the Xbox either. Um I don't know what they made for the Xbox. Uh, other than Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. Yeah, okay. So that one was a that one was a mistake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, where is it in here? Why do they have their list not chronological? Uh Viva Piñata? Never heard of it. Ah oh, man, it was hugely popular. To be fair, I also um, missed like the entire Xbox generation. Yeah. But like um I, I was a PS2 kid. Um, and I got the PS2 that the the year the PS3 came out. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, my life. Uh, <laughs> I was 12 years old in 2006, and I got the PS2 for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the fourth game, albeit unnumbered as such, in the Donkey Kong Country series. It was preceded by some of the greatest games for the SNES, both from an audio-visual standpoint as well as technological. The two games that followed, much less so. What are the What are the two games that followed? They were They were not made by Rare. Um, no, I mean, what are they called? Even it's It's Donkey Kong Country Rewind. Uh, let me. Oh, and then there's, like, quick. the jungle one? Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns in 2010 for the Wii, and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze Tropical. for the Wii U. There we go. And, and those were not made by Rare? And they, they Correct. were good? I'm those kidding. were made by Re- Retro Studios, and they are a pale comparison to <laughs> Rare's earlier work. Damn. Yep. Uh, while not the first 3D Donkey Kong game, that particular medal goes to its predecessors, it was the first Donkey Kong game to feature 3D gameplay, a trend that fortunately would not continue. What do you mean by that? Archimedes? <laughs> I, I think Archimedes is pointing to the fact that uh, uh, those styles of games have no place in... Uh, anything they 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 don't they don't deserve to exist in the world but people love banjo kazooie yes people love banjo kazooie and people love donkey kong 64 no (laughs) and and, and gex gex is a big one people love gex i've never heard of gex (laughs) gex is like a lizard he, he's a he's a lizard and he has a mascot platformer okay yep okay uh, <laughs> initially uh-huh. defined as a mix of two and a half d and linear 3d described as a mix of yoshi story and crash bandicoot nobody liked this and they scrapped the entire game redirecting to follow banjo kazooie's stellar path 
A mix of Yoshi Story and Crash Bandicoot does actually sound fucking awful, though. <laughs> Keep going. Like, uh, like, I don't understand how you would even accomplish that. Keep uh, going. Speaking of Banjo-Kazooie, there are a lot of holdovers from the other game present in DK64, including several stop-and-swap references, as well as Fungi Forest initially being cut from Kazooie due to time constraints. Uh, so one of the areas is just straight up a Banjo-Kazooie area? Correct. They just ripped it from, from Banjo-Kazooie. Now, it, it didn't come out with Banjo-Kazooie because they didn't have enough time to polish it, but it's just a Banjo-Kazooie level. So does that mean that uh, uh, DK64 and Banjo-Kazooie exist in the same universe? Is this the is this the, the Donkey Kong-Kazooie <laughs> cinematic universe? The D slash B K, uh, <laughs> C U, yeah. Donkey Banjo Kazooie Kong cinematic universe. <laughs> the D K B K C U. All right. Despite the success of Donkey Kong 64, all further games in the franchise actually did go the 2.5 3D mix, and they even chose to send Mario down that path with the 3D Land series. Uh, the See, you're talking about how, how Yoshi Story slash Crash Bandicoot would suck? Uh, when was the last time you heard of someone enjoying a 3D Land series game? Um, isn't that the one that has like Bowser's Fury attached to it? I think so. That's a good game. That's an alright game. Mm. Like, like, when we talked about Mario before, I pointed out that that was one of the ones that I'd played and actually, like, enjoyed. Oh, no, that's 3D World. Oh! That's 3D World. That's, that's not 3D, 3D Land. I see. Okay. Yep. 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 Then I have not played 3D Land. <laughs> <laughs> I have. It's... How was it? Okay. It's okay. <laughs> like all yeah, rare games, much. the development of the game was very well documented, with many fun stories coming out of it, like Donkey Kong having a legit shotgun in the in-game before a horrified Miyamoto hand-drew the coconut game gun on the spot to correct it. It was just going to be a shotgun? He was just going to be mowing yeah, like people down with a shotgun <laughs> like it's Gears of fucking War? Correct. It, it was a real-world, accurate shotgun. Um, there's also images of um, uh, Diddy Kong, like, with pistols akimbo. He, he's like deagles akimbo. Like, <laughs> I, I want that. If that was, if that was in I, Smash, I would only play Diddy Kong. <laughs> you just put a cap in your ass. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, they they showed it, and you know it was just it was just dev art. You know they they had made games before that had the guns like this, so they just took those sprites and put them in uh, while they were wait. It's like the perfect it. dark shotgun or some shit. B basically, <laughs> uh, and and then they were showing it off to Nintendo, and Miyamoto was there, just horrified. He's just <laughs> like, like what the fuck. Asked for some some paper and immediately like scribbled down what would then become the, the iconic gun. coconut gun, which can fire in spurts. Is it is it is it iconic? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, sure. Grant Kirkhope produced the soundtrack for Donkey Kong 64, both compiling some stellar new songs as well as remixing some of the greats from the previous games done by David Wise. Perhaps his best-known contributions include the voice for Donkey Kong, as well as writing the iconic Donkey Kong rap. I hate the Donkey Kong rap. <laughs> It is, like, one of uh, my least favorite things in the universe. I mean, it was designed to be so bad it's good. and I don't think uh, it hit I that. think I think it hit. I think they did a great <laughs> job with it. I feel like I've heard of David Wise before, though. Uh, yeah, he is the composer for Rare. He did... All of the music for the Donkey Kong Country games, and they are spectacular. Oh yeah, the underwater theme? It's really good. Uh-huh. As well, we talked about him uh, when we talked about California games. Oh! Um, See, I thought Grant mm-hmm. Kirkhope was like the uh, composer for for Rare. No, Grant, Grant Kirkhope is an incredible composer. Um... But David Wise, I think, is probably just a little bit better, and I feel like Grant Kirkhope would agree with me on that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll have to get him on the show and ask. But, but I mean, he was the composer for Battletoads. He was the composer for all the Donkey Kong Country and Land games, uh, Star Fox Adventures, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, um... <laughs> Poor Star Fox uh, Adventures. Yeah. <laughs> he, he also helped out with Ukulele alongside Grant Kirkhope and uh, Steve Burke. Oh, they they brought him back for, for that awful mess? <laughs> Ukulele's okay. <laughs> We're hearing a lot but about it is, things it that are okay. It is just okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the Donkey Kong rap, it actually is one of the few cases of swearing getting past Nintendo's usually comprehensive censorship. However, when the song was put in the Smash Brothers games, they changed the one hell of a guy to one heck of a guy. They got it in the end. <laughs> they're, they're like, you got it, you got one. You got one, you get none now. <laughs> but, I mean, it was an E for Everyone game. <laughs> I mean, I, and it it had it had a curse word according to uh, most of the West. I feel not like according hell to does not count as as a curse word. It, you you say that now, but in '99 when this came out, oh no, I've had I've had like bars of soap stuffed in my mouth because I said hell, and, and I still think yeah. uh, hell is not a curse word. Well, I I think half the things are not curse words, and I also think that curse words are a little overrated to begin with. Um, I also think, like, punishing children for saying curse words when all of us adults fucking, I mean, <laughs> say curse words all uh-huh. the time, like, uh-huh. a little, little fucked up. Yeah. Because the, the person who was stuffing bars of soap in my mouth definitely did not not curse. <laughs> yeah. He was o- often cursing as he, uh, like, punished me for cursing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is not, it is for me and not for thee. Right. 
You're six, I'm 60. Uh, here's a bar of soap. <laughs> I never had to do the bar of soap. We always use, like, uh, liquid soap. Ew, is, it's, what? It's terrible. It's terrible. That's worse. Yeah. Bars of soap are <laughs> I don't already know. bad. I don't, I don't know if it's worse. Well, it would be easier to swallow the liquid soap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's also very difficult to swallow danger. because of how awful it is. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on from this. God, <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> let's let's just let's just move on. Uh, the song actually includes several factual inaccuracies. The uh, like the line as we take you through this monkey rap is correct incorrect because there are no monkeys in the game. It features three gorillas, two chimpanzees, and an orangutan, all of which are apes. Additionally, in the end, when it references walnuts, peanuts, pineapple smells, grapes, melons, oranges, and coconut shells, oh yeah, all of the above are ammunition in game or health packs, except for walnuts, which are not in the game and are generally okay at best in real life. <laughs> I hate walnuts. Yeah. Walnuts are the fucking I don't, worst. I don't know that... I don't know that you can say "oh yeah" uh, when when you're talking about walnuts. I mean, they're okay. No, they're uh, not. I mean, they're better than almonds. I I put them in the same grouping. I mean, uh, almonds have no flavor, so I I, I guess uh, they lose out in correct. that regard. But like the things people put walnuts in, the walnut flavor is usually disguised, and it ends up just being like a crunch thing, like a texture thing. And I hate yeah. it. Like, my mom would put walnuts in um, chicken salad. And eventually I just oh, had to be no. like, please do not put anything crunchy in my chicken salad. Please. Now, for for I, the I, love of God. <laughs> my, chickens, my chicken salad has uh, raw onion, raw celery, and almonds in it. Which are all crunch, but they're also almond slivers. So they're really really small um and i i finally dice all the other things so it's not like a crunch like a you piece know. of walnut will be because walnuts put, like, whole can't walnuts. sliver <laughs> yeah you can't sliver walnuts they're just gonna be chunks and, and it'd be chunks um, of celery too and i'm like no more celery no more walnuts i don't want it Stop it. Yeah, see, you, you need those things in there for A, the texture, and B, the flavor. Like, celery, for for everything everyone says about it, it does have a flavor, and it does add it to does. it to chicken salad. Just chop it up small. Like, it doesn't... It, it shouldn't feature in the chicken salad. <laughs> it should just be a silent adder to... you know, A silent addition that helps everything else. It's like the K in the word knowledge. Like, you need it there. Yeah. It's uh -huh. important, but you shouldn't know it's there it, when you're saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Just fuck walnuts. Uh, despite I was, the I was actually... I was worried about this fact because I was coming hard at walnuts. I was like, fingers crossed that you wouldn't just, like, <laughs> go, like... What the fuck, man? Walnuts are the best. <laughs> no, walnuts suck. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and I mean, everything else is fine. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Despite yeah. the universal acclaim it received and still tends to have in popular culture, the game is miserable to play and John hate loves it. <laughs> you don't hate love it. It's... You just hate it. I do. <laughs> you just like to kind abuse of. yourself by playing it a little bit yeah <laughs> i mean i i i'll say i love it the same way i love fire emblem no you don't you actually enjoy I, fire emblem i no i don't you that's impossible <laughs> it's it's literally impossible to love fire emblem it's a trash game series i like fire um, emblem yeah and it's a trash game series it is but i still like it it's not that i hate like uh-uh. it it's that i like it no no <laughs> you you hate like it you you just haven't come to the the true realization yet <laughs> No, like, like, Fire Emblem Awakening is one of my favorite 3DS games. You're right. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, only surpassed by Fates. No. 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 Fates is the worst. We, we need to dedicate... I, I need to... I need to play all three um, Fates games, and then, like, we can... We can have an entire, like, month of just talking about Fire Emblem Fates. Gosh. And and how it, like, should have ended the Fire Emblem series. It's so bad. Uh, See, I think uh, Fire Emblem should have ended before Awakening. I mean, it it almost did. (laughs) Multiple times. And it should have. It should (laughs) have. It should (laughs) have. If, if we go back in time, you know how people like, if I have a time machine, I'll go back and I'll kill Hitler or something. No, I'm going to go back and I'm going to shut down Fire Emblem Awakening. Just, nah, it, it needs to stop. It's time to stop. <laughs> uh, I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to hop in my own time machine and stop you from stopping, <laughs> stopping Fire Emblem. <laughs> okay, you're, you're going to do that instead of stopping Hitler? Wow, rude. <laughs> I have a time machine. I can do that also. <laughs> Mm-mm, nope, only one trip. Uh, another important factual fact: Tiny Kong is the best Kong. It's true. What, what's Tiny Kong? Archimedes Kong's knows gimmick? it. Uh, <clears throat> this Kong's got style, so listen up, dudes. She can shrink in size to suit her mood. She's quick and nimble when she needs to be. She can float through the air and climb up trees. If you choose her, you'll not choose wrong. With a skip and a hop, she's one cool Kong. Huh. So she shrinks. Yeah. And she can fly. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. She's a lightweight. And she's and she's got a crossbow. It shoots feathers. That's stupid. Nah, it's, it's Why super would you cool. shoot feathers? It's super cool. Okay. In the game, you receive new abilities from Cranky Kong, who brews up potions for you. His chemistry hobby is not new for this game, but taken from the Donkey Kong Country hit TV show. I don't think it was a hit. As I recall, oh, yeah. that, that it, was, is, it was huge. That cartoon looks like dog shit. The the CG animation style of the series was met with critical acclaim in France and Japan. Okay, France gave us Code Lyoko, which also looks like dog shit. 
But Japan. <laughs> Japan. In the in the 90s, their CG not great also. Gonna gonna say it. Gonna say it. I mean, it, first episode in 96, no CG was good. <laughs> it was groundbreaking. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, canonically, Cranky Kong <laughs> is the first Donkey Kong from the arcade game of the same name. The Donkey Kong Country TV show is not the first time he'd been on camera, as he'd also been featured on the Blockbuster TV show. <laughs> you can't just say these things. Like, it's the a fact. Blockbuster I'm not saying TV it. show Captain N, uh, where he was typically I'm neutral, not... <laughs> although did help Mother Brain from time to time. Again, I'm not saying these things. Archimedes goes, he finds the facts, and then uh, we just have to report on the facts. I think blockbuster is a, a term specifically used for movies. Like you No, it's have... also used for TV. Wh- wh- where? It, it, How? it is. Where? When? Uh, when? Uh, in media all the time? It's It's a standard term. I don't believe you. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> again, again, Archimedes goes and writes the facts. Okay. <laughs> Directed by you. In world, Kevin and the team watch him in yet another TV show, Donkey Kong Jones and the Last Banana, showing his chops as an actor in addition to chemist and tyrant. Mm-hmm. Is he's that still a, talking about true? Yeah, that's still that's still talking about Cranky Kong. Okay. His last name is Jones. No, 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 Donkey. It, the, come on. Oh, Donkey I get Kong it now. Jones I get is it now. the character that Cranky Kong plays. It's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but Donkey Kong Jones and the Last Banana. I see. <sighs> I get it now. So I guess he's playing like the Sean Connery character. <laughs> no, no, he, he no, he was he was Indiana. This was this was yeah, this was back in his his young days. Oh. Um then uh, who played yeah. who played Sean Connery? <laughs> you know, I never watched it that far. <laughs> and neither neither did Kevin and the team. They were unfortunately uh, attacked by the games master. Damn. Never got mm-hmm. to find out. No, but that's a story for another time. I, I guess so. The, the eventual episode far in the distant future when we uh, talk about Captain N exclusively. I don't know that we can, though, because, you know, it's it's not a video game. So, can't, I mean, can't do game facts about it. It's not like we haven't talked about anime before, so... <laughs> not in a facts section. Fair enough. <clears throat> it, it would destroy the purpose of game facts. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would. It just. It. It just doesn't fit. So it'll that, never happen. Probably. That's why every game facts section has a se- has a <laughs> segment about Captain N. Again, it's not <laughs> everyone. We didn't do one last week, or I think we might have done one the week before, but not like the three weeks before then. The week before was the, that was the Mario fact. Oh, I guess, yeah. That yeah. we did talk about him in the Mario fact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we didn't talk about it last week, yeah. 
so hey! let's talk about our thing of the week. Hey, it's the thing of the week. And you chose to talk about character progression. Um, so, I, actually, I want to talk about character progression for the next few weeks. Um, just the different ways that, uh, character, like, the player character progresses through a game. Or, or like, eventually I'm going to have one where we talk about how some games don't have them progress at all. Um, and, and today I just wanted to talk about leveling. Just... Just leveling in general. The concept of a level. Okay. Uh, so, John, when you think of a level, what's the what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, Mario 1-1. One, one, where you start out and there's like the, the like five brick or no, is it seven? Yeah, seven bricks and three of them are are um exclamation point blocks and then there's the three above it and okay one of them this is has the this is the wrong kind of a level uh, oh okay gotcha 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 okay yeah, when you talk uh, when ask, you ask me again all right when you think of uh, about a character gaining a level what what's the first thing you think of okay so it's when a character is given uh by their dad a uh, rectangular tool usually that Shut has the fuck bubbles in it <laughs> um honestly i I tend to think of the the first time it's been used which is D &D. okay uh tell me about that uh well i mean D &D invented the leveling system yeah to my knowledge at least um and in it you gain via gameplay xp experience points which then contribute to your level so when you reach certain experience point uh amounts milestones yeah that's a good word for it uh your character goes up in level and they gain new abilities or their statistics get adjusted um usually you, you get stronger yeah and generally, that's how it works for like, like all games. For for most games, yeah the the experience point system into leveling is is the the standard. Well, I, I don't mean it's in all games. I just mean all games that have it tend to work in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leveling is usually done via experience points. Although, interestingly enough, uh, not so much in the original Dungeons and Dragons. Um oh like before AD&D? Correct. In in OD&D your level was based off of the amount or I guess your XP maybe. There wasn't really XP back then. I'm I'm it's it's been a while since I've read those rules, but your your level was based off of the amount of treasure you had obtained. Okay. So you, you get so, gold and you level up. Uh-huh. I mean, that that's fun, too. You could work that killing in. Things, killing things did nothing for you. You did not gain experience points via defeating an enemy or accomplishing tasks. It was purely based off of the amount of money you had. Just like in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can also work, work, work like thematically that way, too. Like, if you have a game where it's, like, um, 
you're, you're purchasing essentially your levels like you're buying new stuff and that that increases like your ability to do things like that can work yeah that's that's i guess similar to the way uh destiny works which destiny has uh a level system um actually they have a couple level systems uh but the the current version of it is your equipment level or your power level um which is based off of again your your equipment in general um right that's so like how you, much your you, stats you, go up by your equipment yeah you you want to get better equipment so that your equipment level goes up so that you are better in other situations yeah um so, again, killing things doesn't affect your level. Um, it's it's the things that the things drop yeah. that affects your levels. But in most games, um, most video games, you go up by level by killing things. Um, yeah. You, you, you gain experience points for every monster that you kill, and then eventually that, that experience tallies up into a level, and then... Um, usually your stats will go up by an amount and sometimes that amount is <laughs> not immediately, um, apparent or immediately significant, but over time it will, uh, add up to be so. Um, uh, yeah. Like uh, when I think of a level, really the first thing I think of is actually, um, Dragon Quest, like the original Dragon Quest, um. Uh, because in, okay. in that game, you have to level up to a certain point in order to beat the game. Um, your your oh. abilities and your, your life and stuff are tied to your level. And if you go into the final boss without like a certain healing skill, uh, you you literally just cannot beat the boss because he outdamages you. <laughs> and, and you can't heal the damage that he's dealing to you. Ah. Yeah. Um, which I would say is a poor way of designing a game, but it, it makes sense when you're making an NES game that you're trying to get people yeah. to spend time on, and you really only have, like, ten minutes worth of story. Yes. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, much going on in Dragon Quest. It it, it does. It's, it sucks. Dragon <laughs> Warrior. Yeah. Dragon Warrior over here. Yeah. Um... Uh, then there's there's other games we we talked about like equipment level uh, level via killing. Then there's uh, level via using. So for example, in your all time favorite game uh, RuneScape, uh, you you level up your skills. Yeah. Less so your character. Um, Certain skills add to your combat level, which technically level up your character. But it's it's yeah. done via like an equation that that takes into account all of the different skills. Um, mm -hmm. So like if you add like ten points to your defense, your level will probably go up. But if you already have like a high strength skill and you add like ten points to your ranged skill, then you're probably not going to go up any like combat levels. Yeah. But it's it's mostly in search of upgrading the level of each skill more than it is 
the the character itself. Yeah. Um, and and that is done by performing the action. So, for instance, in this beautiful game of RuneScape, uh, if you want to increase your mining skill, you go and you click on a rock. Yep. Over and over again, uh, which mines the rock, and then eventually you've gained enough experience in mining that one rock that you level up. And now you can mine another and, type of rock. Yeah, and and then you can just go back to clicking a rock. Yep. And, until and you're how, done. That's how the game works. Um, that's how the game works. Is you you go and you click rocks, and then you want to chop down. You want to get your lumberman or whatever skill. Wood cutting. Is that's there my one favorite for that? skill. Wood cutting. Yeah, you go and you click a tree. Yep. Uh, wood cutting. And then is, you go click a different tree. Wood cutting is nice though because unlike mining. Um, like once you're past the the most basic type of tree, all trees can give you like multiple logs. So you can click on a on a tree, and then a, just kind of sit there for a while until it, it disappears. Like like you've completely cut it down, and at that point you've got like a whole bunch of logs. So you don't have to be sitting there just constantly clicking on something. That's why I like wood cutting more than uh something like mining. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have to click the one thing as much yeah and, and you can just but isn't that chill all of runescape <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh so that's that's a an isn't example that all of, of a destiny? game where you have just to pressing a button over and over <laughs> <laughs> at least i'm doing something in the world instead of just staring at a stone clicking it Whatever, you're just jealous. I am not jealous (laughs) in the slightest. Uh, That's an example of leveling where it's less about the character and more about the abilities, and you level up the abilities by using them. And that's that's another standard um, where you, you have, instead of your character having levels, your abilities have levels, and you, you use them. Yeah. Um, um, and I've talked uh, about also, a game before on here that also worked kind of like that, uh, swords and souls never seen where, um, uh, like you are leveling up like a combat skill, but you're doing it by, uh, like training where like you go into a little barracks kind of an area and, and like it throws rocks at you or something and you have to swing your sword to throw the rocks the, uh, away from you. And like then you go out mm. and kill enemies, and the enemies don't actually give you experience. Ah, yeah. Uh, so there's another, I guess, way we should uh, approach this, which is that um, sometimes levels don't mean a whole lot. Yes, and I, sometimes levels mean a crap ton. Yes, so like in. In in D and D, when you get a level, your character changes. Like you get you get a feat, you get the bonuses to your skills, you you get stat points, um, you you get like more spells and stuff, which dramatically change your character, and so like a whole bunch of things happen. And then in some games, uh, you gain a level and maybe a stat goes up but you're talking about stats that like you have a hundred and one stat and then you get one more point in it per level right <laughs> like 
There, there are games like that out there. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I've definitely played some where um, levels just did not mean like anything. Same. Um, it's like, all right, I've leveled up thirty-three times. I guess I'll go spend some points. Uh. <laughs> uh, and actually, on this topic, one of the things that made me want to talk about this was thinking about um, Final Fantasy Twelve and a lot of the uh, forums and guides that I've read for Final Fantasy Twelve. Because if you look into those, you'll find two different types of people. Um, the ones that say that a character's level means nothing and you shouldn't worry about it, and the ones that say that uh, actually character level does matter and you should be raising your levels to out to get more damage output. Um, and this hmm. is this is kind of tied to the fact that Final Fantasy XII doesn't really tell you how things work uh, because every weapon has like a, a formula that like utilizes some stat um in order to increase the damage uh, yeah so like a katana uses your magic power in order to deal more damage um and, and like just looking at the straight stat whenever you level up you don't think that your magic power is going up that much when you level so you think uh the levels don't really matter so much right but mm -hmm. people have gone into the code of the game and found the formulas for all of these different weapons. And for most of them, a character's level is integrated into the equation. Ah. Yeah. So the game doesn't tell you that level matters. And if you just look at straight numbers, you would think it doesn't. But in reality, it does. Okay. Yeah, so you you end up with two different kinds of players, those who think that it doesn't matter so much and those that think it's like integral. Okay. So then there's there's another thing we can talk about which is less about character level and more about class level. So back to D&D, &D, um you can have your you your character has a maximum of 20 levels that they can have, but it depends on what level your class is. So, uh, you could start with, like, three levels of, of, uh, fighter, and then decide, hey, you know, I'd like to do some magic stuff, and so you take a couple levels of wizard the next couple times you level up. And, uh, so... Eventually, let's say those are the only two levels you can take, you can only get, or you, you do take, uh, then you can end up with 18 levels of fighter and two levels of wizard, uh, equaling 20. But it's it's not that you're level 20, it's that you're level 18 and you're level 2. Oh. Um, in those classes. And that's uh, a pretty common thing as well. Uh, you can also see it in games like Final Fantasy V. I was going to say. Which has the job system, where you level up your job, where I think it's Warrior in that one. So you can get, like, level 20 in Warrior, and it gives you the ability to access all your skills on that class and, and you or that job, and you do you know things just better when you are a Warrior. But then you could also switch to be a Monk, you could just change your job, but now you're back to level one. Yeah. Um, but I th think in Final Fantasy V, you also have character level. You do, and that's another instance of um, 
character level not actually meaning that much. Um, a lot Correct. of people. It's mostly the job. Yeah. Um, and less so even um, in Final Fantasy III, um, which was the first Final Fantasy to have a job system. Most people would yeah. actually suggest you don't level up too much um, in the early game and hold off on leveling more in the later game when you have better classes because your stat progression is tied to the class that you are when you level up. Oh. So if you play like most of the game as a black belt, then you're going to have like an, an HP of 9,999 before you even reach like level 70. Whereas if you yeah. were to play the entire game as a white mage or a devout, then you're probably not going to hit 9,999 even at level 99. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's some strategy there. But but um, also the game never tells you that, and so people don't, <laughs> no. don't know yeah. it. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So in in general with these things, a, a level means that your character is is stronger, um, although not necessarily. Um, and uh, it 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 usually is a number to tell you that you're okay to be in a certain area. So for instance, in in Destiny, it it's like <laughs> there's a straight limiter for some things. Like in Grandmaster you have to be a certain light level in order to do it. If you aren't that light level, you can't even click the thing because it's like, mm -mm, not, not, mm. not for you. Um, uh, whereas like the rest of the game, it'll, it'll still let you do stuff. Um, you, you'll just click on it and be like, Hey, this is really meant for someone with this light level, but, you're I mean you can you can try but you're you're like 30 under. So good luck. <laughs> right. And, and in the um, in the reverse of that um a lot of talk about Final Fantasy but in Final Fantasy 14 when you're doing like your daily dungeon runs, you can get like really any dungeon in the game, which means you could end up in a level 40 dungeon as a level 80 character. Right? Ah, uh, yeah. But the game will set you back to level 44. Um, like, like at the highest level you can possibly do that du dungeon with. And, and with yes. the highest stats that your your equipment would allow you to at that point. Okay. Yeah, that way you're D Destiny still... does the same sort of thing. Ah. It, even if you over-level something, it, it'll give you a little bit of a buff, but it won't give you... The full thing. As much as... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just a way to keep things, like, challenging and fun. That way you're not going yeah. through this level 44 dungeon bored as shit. When, when the game released, uh, you could go from 0 to, I think, 200 light level? What's when I now? started, it was, it was 400 or 500. I think 495 was the max you could reasonably get to uh now it's at 1325 um it, or, that's at least that's what i'm at right now um <laughs> so you can you can be above that i think maybe 1340 or something might be what you can get to 
But then there's also the seasonal power that that gets you over that. So, yeah. Uh, and and there's still the original areas in the game. Like mo- most of the original areas are still there. So I can go to the first place you start in the game. Uh, more than three times, or more, I know more than six times the original cap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and but it, it, I can't just everything. like, I, yeah, I can't steamroll every, well, I mean, I can because it was already easy, but it's, it's not like you could if, if a literal God was there, which is basically what I would be compared to. Like if you were literally walking in with your 1325 into a 200 yeah. zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else you want to talk about regarding... Uh, leveling up and character progression. I have a, I have a couple more things, um, and the first one is, uh, like, even when you have a game where it's just, like, straight killing enemies that gets you a level, there's different... there's different paces games will give you for that. So, games like Chrono Trigger or the um, Tales series, generally, like, you don't ha- ever have to go off, like, level grinding. Um, the enemies that you fight along the way from from place to place generally give you the levels you need to stay um, like competitive with the the enemies in the next area. Yeah. Whereas other games like again Final Fantasy, you do often have to go off and just grind, or even more just dragon fight fight dragon yeah, quest. Just have to. Just have to go off and fight and fight and fight and fight until you get the XP you need to... To, to beat the next boss. Beat the next boss. Yeah. And then you go to the next area. And, and then you have to you, grind and grind until you... You get you get swamped and you have to grind and grind until you get the, the money for the better gear and the, level, the XP for the, the higher levels that you can fight the next boss. And so on until you win. And some of them are better at that than others. Like, um... Final Fantasies 4 and 6 don't really expect you to be grinding too often, whereas like 3 and 5, because of the job system, they're like, uh, do a lot of grinding. Like, experiment with some of the classes before you head off to the next area. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, like, uh, I just think that form is bad. Uh. I don't enjoy it. I much prefer like the Tales games where I'm walking through an area and any enemies that I, I kill, like they get me the levels that I need for the next area and so on and so forth. So I never feel like I have to run around like loops around an area trying to get the next level. Um, because if I, as long as I'm not avoiding enemy encounters like completely, then I know that I'm going to be okay for the next section. Yeah. I guess one thing we should talk about is the fact that a level um, usually, or often, I, I guess there's there's two ways of, of them being implemented. Um, one is you gain a level and that gives you X things. Where, like, you level up in... Uh, as this class on this character and they're always going to get 
you know, a point in strength and three points in HP and stuff like that. Right. And then there's the other side where you level up and you get points to place yourself. Or you get to pick which abilities you're going to, to take. Uh, or, the or feats system. or <sighs> I mean, th- this is the D&D system, really, like... It, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... You get handed, I, I like, like, five stat points or whatever when you level up, and you get to place them in strength or charisma or endurance as you see fit. Yeah. Or vitality, which apparently means defense. <laughs> Stupid. Um... But yeah, the, so like some some levels just you level up and you get these stats boosted, and then uh, I guess at level five, I guess it's more of a Pokemon system. It's like Pokemon, you level up, and based off of your Pokemon and their uh, hidden stats, um, you get bonuses to like the, certain stats level, you know are increased yeah and then at every x number of levels you your pokemon gets access to a new ability um like, which you can refuse if you want yeah yeah at a certain level charizard learns flamethrower and you're like oh well yeah that's helpful yeah um but that's again based off of of their level and it's not a ooh, i want flamethrower it's I'm at this level now. I can have flamethrower. Um, if I want it, I it's, can it's take not it. Some... If I don't, then I can leave it. Yeah. Whereas other games like D and D, you reach a level and you go, "All right, I can have a feat. I can choose any feat that I have the prerequisites for." <laughs> like here's a and list there are of like a lot of them. feats that I can get at this level. Um. Which one do I want? Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, same, you know, Pokemon, you level up, you get points and stats. D&D, you, you hit level four, I think it is, and you go, okay, I have one point I can put into any of my six stats. Um, and so that's, that's it. Uh, I get to pick, though. So where am I going to put it? Right. <laughs> As opposed to your character gains this amount of HP or whatever, which does also happen in D and D. In D and D, you you know every level you gain um, your con bonus plus. Generally, uh, you can roll the health, but usually it's just you take the. No, that's the first time. Yeah, plus plus a dice roll of your health. Um, so, yeah, you, it's, it's a mix. There are some stats that you just get, and then other stats that you get to choose. Yeah. So, yeah, some, some levels, you, some leveling systems give you options, others don't. And and some of them, like, intentionally limit, because, like, that's, that's what they they need um like in pokemon um when your venusaur levels up you get like three points in special attack and and like almost no points in attack 
because that's the way Venusaur is meant to be played. Um, if, you, yeah. if you wanted a physical attacker, you would pick up a Charizard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's Which why is... they don't allow you to uh, put points into other things, generally. Although some some games do this wonky, which uh, uh, the best uh, uh, the best system out there that perfectly it's perfect it's it's for a perfect game series called uh, Fire Emblem. Oof. Uh, you have you have characters that are like archers or whatever, and for whatever reason they'll just have a bumper defense score. Which doesn't make any sense considering they're not supposed they can't to be do hit. any. <laughs> yeah, if your archer's getting hit, you're playing the game wrong. Yeah, something went um, wrong, and and it's and it's not so much a case as uh wow, like your your character is just randomly getting a whole lot of defense. The while the the stat gains are randomized. Each one has like the a percentage chance to, to yeah. raise. The percent chance for each stat is not. So while you could just randomly do it, it's unlikely with the 5% chance of gaining a stat point for that class. Yeah, like so, the Archer is going to have a higher percent chance of getting a, a stat in strength than they are going to have a stat in magic. Yeah. Because magic is pointless. Or accuracy. Yeah. Um, actually, magic and strength are the same stat. It's just colored differently. Oh, is it? Yeah. It, it goes in the same space. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I guess, John, what do you think about um, leveling as character progression? Like, like what are your feelings That's a- on how it's used? This is like the last that's thing a, I had to talk about. Yeah, that's a weird question because it's it's like what do you what do you feel about jumping in video games? Like uh, it's it's just such a a mainstay of the like right. What do you what do you feel about movies without pictures that move <laughs> um i don't think it's that um it, it's not the, I, that extreme but i get what you're saying it, close enough um uh i don't i don't have any beef with it it's it's pretty good it works it does work it's 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 used in some places that it it doesn't necessarily need to be, but then again, I feel like in in a lot of those situations, um, games like the the near game you played earlier this year, where I feel like the 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 game itself would be better suited as a movie. Or you know something where I disagree you don't with that. Need to go out and 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 level up. You need your. It's it's more about the story and just focus on the story instead of the the gameplay that you're you're trying to to chop in here. It's an RPG, which means that you need levels because that's that's what it is. I, I mean, RPGs have levels, um, but I feel like. 
RPGs are very story based. Yes. And a lot of times the mechanics get in the way of the story. They they whereas for an RPG it really should have a large focus on the mechanics. That's that's part of what makes it an RPG. Um but that's that's my take on it. Yeah, like I've what's, I've never what's yours? I've never really thought before about like leveling. Like like you said, it's just kind of a thing that's there. You expect it to be there, and when it's there, you don't think too much about it. But like as I think about it more and more, and like like I've been playing a lot of games recently that don't have levels at all. Um, it. it it seems like sometimes um, leveling can just get in the way. Yeah. Um, like, like maybe I don't need to to grind up a level in order to beat this boss. Like, like it's uh-huh. kind of ridiculous that that's the way like this has been designed. Um, that if I go in at level thirty eight then the boss is going to kick my ass. Whereas if I go in with the, the stat upgrades from getting level 40, um, then I can just kill the boss. And it's a little, yeah. it's a little upsetting that a game would waste my time with that. Um, yes. But like, I, I like leveling because it is just like, it is that thing where you don't have to think about it. Like, it, it's a number, mm-hmm. and when the number goes up, you get stronger, generally. And, you know... And you feel good. Yeah. Like, like it, it's it's very clear and straightforward. Um, yeah. So, I, I guess I have mixed feelings on it. It really depends on the game. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think there there is an overuse of levels in a lot of things like um uh, I'm sorry my mind I mean just 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 to indicate how pervasive the concept of of leveling is in the games field entirely um when I was designing my card game which is a cooperative card game with heroes in it and you play a hero you, you play a character uh-huh. the initial versions of the game all had the ability to level up your character in a card game <laughs> because it was I guess tertiarily based off of an RPG uh, or like the the concept of an RPG. I mean, there, it's not based off of any particular RPG. Um, but it, it's based off of the concept of an RPG as a card game, and as such, the first like five iterations of the game had leveling in it. It had characters who would level up. It had characters like your character would level up to a point where they would class change. <laughs> so it's Fire Emblem. in a in a card game um but you know we over time went through it and we're like this doesn't add as much as it just makes things complex right and it was removed 
And I, I feel like that, that needs to happen in a lot of things. But there's nothing wrong inherently with the leveling system. I think it's a, a wonderful system that, uh, as as we've both said, we really enjoy. Like, yes. We, we enjoy all the parts of it. It's just not for everything. Even in Fire Emblem. It maybe Emblem. shouldn't necessarily be included in a card game. Like, like even in Fire Emblem, when I level up and I see all of the, like, like if I get a, a level up where seven stats go up, I'm like, yes, that's awesome and i feel really good yeah. um so i just think that a lot of games kind of default to it and then they don't go through the process that you're describing where they like play test it and play test it and play test it where they say oh maybe we don't need a leveling system here maybe there's something we could do different that and that would be and better. as 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 a developer it's terrifying because it is incredibly easy to fall back on what we know works. And leveling works. I mean, it's it's a system that works really, really well. Yeah. But uh, it it's... And it sells. Because, again, we all like it. <laughs> but it it's, it's not for everything and it's hard to jump out of that comfort zone not just a comfort zone from a development standpoint but also from a fiscal standpoint because you don't know what x new idea is gonna do yeah you, you don't know how well and and at this point so many things have been tried who are you to think that you're gonna come up with something new i mean do you do you, do you not think that you know what's his name who invented dragon warrior didn't come up with it you know didn't didn't try it and go nah this isn't gonna work you know this it's it's hard to jump out of there and it's hard to break out of the molds of these games which is why we have these games that are just that's why we have souls likes and metroidvanias and stuff because metroidvanias work yeah we know they work um, we don't necessarily know that the next thing we try will work. Um, so and it can be scary. It it can. But yeah, I think in a lot of these things we need to just step back, just a little bit. I agree, and, and that's all I had to, all right. uh, to talk about. Yep. Well, Matt, what are you looking forward to for next week? Okay. What am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to Oh, you know you know what? Um like we're not going to tell people the book yet, but I've already rolled the uh the light novel lottery and I've already purchased my book. Um so I'm super excited about it. It, it should be coming in the it, like on the 10th I should be getting my book. So <laughs> I'm going to try and finish my current book, which is a very dense read called The End of Policing. Um, and, and then I'm going oh, to... Okay. Yeah, and then I'm going to enjoy just a, a light novel. Gonna get, get back into my light novel. I like to space out, like, dense, like, intellectual reads in between my light novels so that I'm not just <laughs> consuming nonsense all the time. Okay. Yeah. 
Also, also, the end I'm of policing a... is a good book. People should read it. It's a very well thought out. Okay, you you talked about how you try not to consume just uh, fluff all the time. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the um, Fast and Furious franchise <laughs> this week. Uh, we've we've watched the first four films over the past couple weeks and uh looking forward to to finishing out the the remaining five six i don't know seven seven maybe if you count the hobbs and shaw hobbs and shaw yeah oh and we, we we've got to hit all the little um shorts in between that that fill out the story i've never seen a single uh, fast and furious movie and it exhausts no, me thinking about them <laughs> Neither had I. That's why I'm doing this. Um, uh, especially since I have to do a video on it soon. Um, with with Dom. Good luck. Yeah, where I have to explain the franchise. And normally we're supposed to go into this not having seen any of the the stuff, so that we can we can just come in and. Uh, like basically explain it via the Wikipedia pages, um, but on the the same at the same time, I will have watched this entire franchise and still not know what it's about. Okay, so <laughs> it's about it's, family. It's it's about family <laughs> and uh, hot men and women and fancy cars. And, and the third one's about drifting in Tokyo. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, but also family. <laughs> that that one's that one's I think the first time where we really get into family. In fact, that's the first real time where family is is said in the way <laughs> that that everyone knows. Vin Diesel says it, and and he's not even the one that says it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to this week. Oh, oh, that, and uh, I'm finally finishing my kitchen. So, uh, that's that'll. I'm I'm extremely excited about that. Nice, but that's not important. Oh, you know what? I'm also um, looking forward to uh, today after we finish recording. Uh, my my family's oh, throwing yeah. an impromptu barbecue, which is which is cool. why John started off with a yawn at the the start of this episode is because we're recording this early. <laughs> yeah, really early. Ten o'clock is early for him. <laughs> yes, it, it, it most <laughs> certainly is. Well, it's eleven o'clock for me. When when we started, that didn't help me. <laughs> yeah, no, it it did not make uh, your case better. Um, I have a dog that wakes me up multiple times in the night. Oh right, Hector is still a puppy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I've been calling my dog Yuna a coyote recently. A coyote? Uh Uh-huh. And Cadence is like, she looks nothing like a coyote. Please stop calling her that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe. Uh, Share this with someone who uh, likes rap. And... Um, wow, call back don't to forget half if you an are episode ago. 
don't forget if you're if you're interested in uh, playtesting my game, it's, I, I've, I've spoke about it a little bit more towards the end there. Um, you can donate twenty five dollars to Extra Life, help the kids, and um, get a uh, get get some time playtesting the game with with some other people. So. Uh- um, is this going to be like a digital version of the game, or is it um, you're going to send yes, the box? Yes, it's 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 on tabletop simulator. Okay, so I've I've got it fully set up. All you have to do is jump in and, and play. Um, so yeah, just uh, go to uh, www.extra-life.org/participant/john j o n. And uh, see you next week. Yep, see ya!